So up next on the You Ain't Her Nothing Yet podcast, we have a singer, a multi-instrumentalist. Her music is thoughtful and takes the listener on a journey steeped in intimacy and emotion. B lives and breathes music and is studying it at university. We are delighted to have her on the podcast. B, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. That was a really lovely intro. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. Yeah. And you? Good. Too warm. Still yeah, too warm. Yeah, we're, we're very warm. We're very warm. We're not, we're not complaining about the good weather, but... We're complaining in this in this in this room. Yeah. So you're 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 keeping well, but we're what we're going to do is just get stuck in. Do you want to just tell everybody um, who you are, uh, where you're from, and what do you do with yourself? Who? Um. So my name's B. I'm 23. I am from Hollywood in Northern Ireland. I live in London at the minute. I moved over a few years ago to do a songwriting degree at a music college called ICMP. I graduated last year, and since I've just been, I started putting out some songs at the end of 2020 i'm just seeing where the wind takes me making music releasing it if if i feel like it and also working in schools you're going where so the wind takes you. yeah <laughs> <laughs> brilliant brilliant well i suppose look before we actually get stuck into asking you about your songs specifically where did your like musical journey begin Ooh, where did it begin I mean, to be honest, I, I started learning piano when I was like six or so. So I was really young. Um, Start them early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother was taking piano lessons and he's a year older than me. And I was really jealous that he could do something that I couldn't. So I decided that I had to do it too. So yeah, I started piano lessons from then. So I'm like classically trained, but to be honest, I don't really play a lot of mm. classical anymore. But then I think I probably started writing songs in my early teens yeah, I think it was just like not having so much built up teenage angst and not really knowing what else to do with it. Being so bad at expressing myself in like conversation and just being like, okay, well, this is the only this is the only way I know how to do it. So let's start writing songs. And they were awful, honestly, so awful. But yeah, then I started like teaching myself guitar and stuff like that. Really? But it right. And what about sort of musical inspirations or what sort of artists did you yeah, I mean, up or look up to? Or? I think always like Foy Vance has always been an artist who I've loved and like has really inspired me to just write songs in general. This is so uncool as well. Like this is such an uncool <laughs> answer. But Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's <laughs> their own. So we had somebody on a few weeks ago that told us that um, JLS was their inspiration for music. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, uh, realistically, we have no judgment here. There's a judgment-free zone on the You Inner yeah. podcast. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that his music necessarily inspires me, like, now in the music that I'm writing. But at 12 years old, whenever I went to see him in concert, that is what made me decide, like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I guess now, like, the music that I'm writing, I feel like is really influenced by the likes of, like, Dermot Kennedy mm. Um. Phoebe Bridgers, Jose, Maggie Rogers, people like that. All fantastic, fantastic artists. Have you seen any of them live, actually, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Have I seen? I've seen Dermot Kennedy live. I've never seen Maggie Rogers or Phoebe Bridgers live. Or Jose, actually. No. Jose is brilliant. I've seen him live twice. We, in fact, we both seen him, didn't we? Excuse Mm -hmm. me, we went to see Foo Fighters one time and... Then again, I seen him in Dublin uh, before the pandemic hit, and it's just like oh, soulfully yeah. brilliant, touching your soul music, you know. Yeah. yeah, definitely on the list of people I need to see live. Yeah, without a doubt. Semi related to that because a really interesting chat with somebody else about this thought. Eh, what was your first gig? Do you think it is anyway influential? <laughs> I my first gig was with my mum and my auntie and my cousin, and we went to see Westlife. 
Um, <laughs> standard. It's a standard like, sort of thing for anybody living on the island of Ireland or UK as well, I suppose, you know, and specifically as well, if you're if you're a girl who, you know, girls really love Westlife, like Westlife, but they're like, oh, do you know what I mean? Honestly, I think my mums wanted, like, they just wanted an excuse. To, my mums, my mum and my auntie, <laughs> an excuse to go more than, like, it wasn't about us having a good time. It was about them having a good time. They wanted to see Westlife. But it was definitely um, told us, the child really wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, yeah. Um, I remember feeling so cool, like, going, walking into the Odyssey and, like, all the people around. A beer spilt on me as well. Oh, what? I, like, I know, right? All the crazy middle-aged women. <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> With hardcore. <laughs> Who's your favourite in Westlife? <laughs> oh, do I even know all their names? That's actually really embarrassing, do I? I'm not sure. I guess, is it Cain? Cain, I think there is one called Cain. Yeah. Oh, Cain, like Cain, yeah, yeah. I think it's my favourite. Fair play, fair play. Well, look, to get stuck into your, your songs yourself, your debut track, uh, These Streets Are Ours, like, it's, it's immensely beautiful. I can hear Maggie Rogers. I can also hear a little bit of, like, Pauline Scanlon, the, you know, the trad uh, artist from, from Kerry. And I definitely hear that sort of folky trad and then obviously blending into, like, a sort of a soft pop with your, with, with your music. So where did this song come from? So I actually started writing it. I, my flatmate who I was living with, at the time actually I'm living with her now again but um she went through like her first breakup like like bad breakup right and I, we were talking about like how she couldn't even like say his name and everything I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna write a song with this so I was like sitting in my room like writing a song really quietly because I didn't want like her to hear about it and then using other people's pain as your motivation <laughs> Exactly, not having to go through it myself, thank goodness. Um, but no, I played it there and she loved it. Um, but that actually, I I wrote that in at the end of February, mm-hmm. and then released it in October. Yeah, so I mean, there was quite a, quite a time in between that. But actually, I think it was the latest song. So I wrote Ghost and In Circles before I wrote These Streets of Ours, but then released right. These Streets of Ours first. I don't know, just after I wrote it, it felt like a like a first a first single kind of a thing. But yeah, what was your question again? I feel like I've really... Was, no, you're okay. No, this, this is what it is. Yeah. This is, we want you to just, uh, for want of a better phrase, brain fart everything out uh, <laughs> and, and tell us exactly the eccentricities of, of your of your, of your your songwriting abilities and, and your style and such things. No, it was just where it was from. And as you said, yeah. uh, you know, your friend obviously was going through um, a, broad, a bad breakup. But no, like I said, it is a, a lovely, lovely track. Mm-hmm. You touched there on your... Um, obviously that sort of songwriting process and you mentioned about writing you know when you were a teenager as well how uh obviously you've probably become more you've definitely become more professional songwriter i'm sure over time but has the style of music you've tried to write changed was it you know was it always folky or did it develop into that i think it probably will i think it's probably become less folky with like the like influences of being in london and around like other kinds of music because i think growing up like i played in like trad group in school and everything with my flute which <laughs> <laughs> lovely class why not you know what I mean? so I feel like that was probably more of a thing um when I was younger and then the other influences have been added in like more poppy like indie influences I guess since okay. then um yeah my writing has definitely developed a lot since I was a teen but I guess like the principle is still the same like it's still kind of it's a, like a release for me. Like whenever I write, it is always, 
because I have something that I want to say or want to like make sense of in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a really lovely music video as well that goes along with this tune and it, you know, the, the, you and the guy in it seem to have real great chemistry. Um, yeah, I, like I, I don't know whether you're going with them or not or whatever, but uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the thought process getting into that? Was it was it really just like um you know I need a, uh, like I need a carbon copy of what I'm saying in these words and the struggles of a relationship you know a relationship going from good to sour or or what was that? Yeah, I mean, I think I really wanted for the music video. I wanted it to be a story rather than me just like prancing around singing in different outfits because <laughs> there's loads of that. It's just not very me. And okay. um, so Bryony, the director she went to school with me so we like met for a coffee and just had a chat about like what we wanted it to be and and like made a bit of a story out of it and and then she like got in touch with people who she knew and got those people involved um and yeah I guess we just wanted it to tell a story of a relationship like being really good and then kind of like the decline of it Mm. I guess yeah I think it was really nice the way that it, it showed because they've actually walked like, you know, there was parts where you're chatting in the car and then there's real sort of like maybe arguments and then there's real intimate moments of just sort of just lying there and being with each other and talking shite usually, you know what I mean? I thought it was, yeah. it was very on point. Like, I mean, I, you know, I don't have anybody. <laughs> that he so he, 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 very lonely. Man. <laughs> very lonely. Man, yes. <laughs> um, but it, it was, it was very, very, it was on point. You know what I mean? It was very, very, very. Uh, yeah. I think that the guys did a really good job of making it like, you have the the small moments and as well I love the the way this was completely Brian's idea but like there's some scenes where at the start it's me and the guy and then the like towards the end of the song it's the replacement girl and the guy in the same scenes oh, yeah. um, and it's like I really love the way um they made that work it was like a no it was, it was, it was, it was just being replaced so <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> but it was very good and I know what you're talking about it because she was like a blondie haired uh, lady as well I think uh, or like brunette but yeah it did it worked out very very well um, excuse me want to go to the next question mm-hmm. um, your next yeah, track yeah. was uh, Ghost another brilliant brilliant track um, can you chat us about what mm-hmm. this one's about is it is it about mental health or is it about uh, I got a sort of vibe sort of relationship but maybe somebody's not maybe not interested in it or maybe not as genuine as it seems or something like that or no, maybe I'm way off. Yeah, I guess Ghost, yeah, it's kind of, it is about mental health, but yeah, also like, I guess being in a relationship that um, isn't good for your mental health mm. and like that other person not being able to see the struggles that you have and like feeling really like alone in it, I guess. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, just what you mentioned about like mental health there, before we go on to your most recent tune uh, in Circles, I mean, how have you got on over the pandemic? Because I know, you know, like everybody has been affected in one way or another. And if you haven't, I've said this before in different interviews that, you know, you have to be something that's superhuman to not have an effect in any way. So how, how's your head been? I've been very up and down. It's been a bit all over the place. I think I'm, I have, well, I feel like I'm a bit better about it now, but like seeing people again and actually being in contact with other human beings mm. at the start gave me like a lot of anxiety. Um. But I feel like the more I've done it, it's actually been a really healthy thing for me to like be around people again. But yeah, I feel very lucky that whenever the pandemic started, um, I went home and was with my family for like, how many, I think it was like seven months or something like that. I was just with family and friends at home. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that was so helpful for me. Yeah, because it's 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 definitely a thing where, you know, I like because I've been at home as well. I've been working in a bar at the weekends and there's been loads of people have come up to me and said that they were so anxious about coming back into the bar, even though everything's very socially distanced and unreal proper and something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are, are very anxious and stressed about actually going to have to you know, chat mm-hmm. to other people, even if they know the people, even if they've known them their whole lives. But at the mm-hmm. same time, people are have that little bit of anxiety. Do you know what I mean? So it, that's it's so understandable. Completely. And I think for me, even it wasn't like that I was nervous about like getting COVID or anything. Obviously, that has always been a thing. But it, I think it was more like I, for so long, only had to interact with people who I was so close to that like I didn't really have to try or there was no like yeah. um, wanting to impress them. Not impress, but like you don't have to try. And yeah. then you go into being like, okay, well, these are people who I haven't interacted with in a long time. And just like the whole trying to navigate that social space, I guess, is like quite exhausting. Without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we move on, I suppose, to your most recent tune, um, In Circles. Is this based on a real life relationship, Janu- or a, a, like an experience of yours or someone else's? Um, yeah, it is. It's a real, it's a real life thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> um, but <laughs> uh, I rode with my flatmate. Um, and it was kind of just about like it's not even just relationships we we wrote it in a way that it could be about a relationship but also about friendships and other just relationships with like family and and any kind of relationship where people can be I guess like undervalued and taken advantage of Um, and I think that's something that we had both experienced quite a lot um, over the last few years is just like when you don't know your worth and people and and you just want to please people and position where you're being taken advantage of when you're being walked over um so yeah that's kind of where I came from okay fair play no definitely it, it it's like I can definitely resonate with that in the sense that you know that came out so much in the track that there is this as you say knowing your worth do you know what I mean and not always putting on you know the the facade of like being you know happy and smiley and you know like you know to, you know curry into other people's um sort of demands or whatever mm-hmm. yeah completely i suppose off the back of that you released those handful of tracks to date and you've chatted about sort of your writing process and sort of where you've drawn that inspiration from what is your you know your creative process your production process um both in terms of writing you know like lyrically and sort of content wise and in the music itself is it is it that idea you touched on earlier, like working this own idea out in your head or something you want to articulate and that's your sort of way of expressing it? Or is it something different? Yeah. Or does it change? Yeah, completely. I mean, I actually think, <laughs> I think it's really helpful to try and purposely vary the process. Like to, because I find that I'll get comfortable in one way and then I want to like shake it up and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But generally when I start writing a song, it's like, I'll just literally get a pen and paper and just for 10 minutes, like free write whatever comes to my head and try not to filter myself in any way it doesn't have to like sound poetic or be anything it's just try, kind of get getting everything out for the first 10 minutes and then like I'll read back over that and see if there's anything in it that I'm like okay well this is good I can take this I can work from this um but I find it really like I kind of need to have a lyrical idea or a concept and know where I'm going with the song and what I'm trying to say before I can sit down with the piano and try and like figure out um like a chord sequence and a melody and stuff like that and then I know a lot of people who would like produce as they're writing but I feel like because production for me isn't like um 
it doesn't come naturally. Okay. <laughs> um, it takes me so long to produce a track. Um, and also, like, I can't do it by myself. I always need help to, for that. Um, but I'll write the song completely, have it finished, have feedback on it, edit it, have, like, the finished version before I try and record it in any way. Because I just feel like, to me, the song, like, if the song's not right and it's not, like, on point, then the production there's no point in even trying to do the production yet you know yeah i i want to i'm going to do a stab in the dark here right okay <laughs> so i'm going to guess that you like me and the rest of ireland and the uk we're big fans of uh, sally rooney's um book and of course adaptation normal people um yeah. now sean unfortunately i don't think has I'm watched around, it. around it like, you know, like, <laughs> you've not seen paul maskell scoot <laughs> no paul. shorts <laughs> paul maskell um <laughs> uh, but my, my question is i seen it, the lovely um live set that you've done i've seen it on youtube um so number one where was that at do you want to tell us where that was or how that came about and number two what in the show like influenced you to write your tune normal people hmm. yeah so that that video recording was done in a church in hackney i actually so i wanted to record a live version of ghost for the release um campaign for uh like Instagram and stuff uh-huh. um and then while I was there I was like why don't I just record um normal people as well and just put it out as like an extra thing because it was a song that I wrote um over lockdown literally after just after I'd watched it mm-hmm. um and I put it on Instagram and I really wasn't planning on doing much with it and loads of people seemed to really like it so I thought I'll record a video and put it out and see how it goes but yeah I think yeah what was it that inspired me to write that? I think just the relationship that they had. I found it so frustrating that there was like, they both clearly loved each other and wanted to be together, but the communication was just like such a problem. Yeah. Um, And I think just seeing both of their issues and that really frustrated me. But then I guess it like the song wasn't just about when people like, I, I feel like there's always a bit of me in a song, if yeah. that makes sense. Of course. Like, so, yeah, it was like how, how that relates to me and and my life as well as like what I was observing from, from the show. Fair play. It is. It's a beautiful track. So you know, like, you know, fair play to normal people for doing that and inspiring you to write then again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you have now finished university. I think you said. Yeah. So like. Like, do you want to maybe have a, just tell us that, you know, how your course and how that sort of helped you grow as a musician or how, you know, because obviously, you know, you obviously had loads of like influences as you chatted about earlier and these ideas in your head and then you, you went to uni and these ideas um and, you know, your technique and all have probably been molded. How has that helped you? Yeah. um I think for me, uni was such a big thing in like um my growth I guess as a as a not just as a writer but as a human being as well and mm. um, but I think I, I think a lot of people like you don't need a degree in songwriting to be a songwriter for me I think I just I knew that I wanted to do it but I didn't really know how and I knew I needed to improve a lot but didn't really know how to do that and so uni for me was like I guess it was like community um and support and people like there's a lot of feedback involved so there was a lot of like write a song, bring it in, play it to the class, get feedback, go and edit it, bring it back in, play it to the class, get more feedback, go and edit it again, which I think was really helpful because at the start, there was obviously a lot of feedback 
for someone who's kind of just needs songwriting and then by third year like you were almost preempting the feedback when you're writing it so yeah. okay if that makes sense yeah. so yeah I think that I find that really helpful even though when I'm writing I think like oh if I brought this into class I would people would say xyz hmm. change this I suppose gaining that knowledge of being self-critical and understand like sort of you know writing a track playing or writing a tune or whatever playing it and then thinking to yourself you know what there's a whole layer I need to maybe change a lyric round or a sentence or maybe a different type of uh different chord or such things would that be would that be the case yeah yeah pretty much and I guess as well like the the accountability of knowing like I have to show up to class once a week and I have to play a song because everybody else is going to be playing a song <laughs> it like pushes you because you're like I don't want to be the loser who shows up and hasn't written anything this week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it you to actually do work which lots of people don't need but I definitely do I'm someone who works well under pressure you've talked about sort of the influences your degree there and you're maybe more fully formed you know sound now compared to obviously before you did the degree how would you describe your sound or your music to somebody who'd never heard it before yeah interesting people ask me this all the time it used to really stress me out because i'd be like i don't know the answer <laughs> um i think one of my tutors in uni described it as hazy folk pop so i've just kind of taken that and i'm running with it because okay. i guess it's a mixture of like contemporary folk mm. and like i guess like indie alt pop i don't know at, at the core of it is like storytelling i guess yeah to me the like lyrics are the most important part of mm-hmm. so like we're drawing a conclusion here and um, we want to ask you what are the plans for the rest of the summer and plans for the future as you as just a person and as an artist yeah so i feel like at the minute i'm kind of i've been struggling to like balance my time with having a, a full-time job and everything but come summer i will have lots more time to myself so i'm definitely gonna what I want to do is work on writing an EP. Um, I kind of have a few songs already in the mix and kind of have an idea of where I want to go with it, but I just need the time to sit down and create it. So that's very exciting for me. Other than that, <laughs> plans are just not really a thing that I have well, right now. <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah, so honestly, I'm just going with going with where the wind takes me. Perfect. Yeah. I like that attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where the wind is taking you at the minute is to the final set of questions we do in these interviews which is uh, a handful of quick fire questions but a little something different get an idea of when you say personality would you say yeah I suppose personality and, and getting to know you in a in a selection of four or five questions um, that, that we put to everybody so the same questions maybe the odd there has been a question or two added as we've went along um, so the first question that we ask is, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? And for an example, <laughs> Sean? The example we keep giving, we've given now for a numerous weeks, so we need to get a new one, is the Jack's a pint of Guinness because he is an acquired taste and people pretend to like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, oh, what would I see? My instinct is to say gin and tonic, but I don't know why. I think it's just because I love gin and tonic. Refreshing. Um, refreshing a little bit bubbly some people don't like it bit of a bitter taste sometimes i don't know maybe that's not i don't know maybe i'm being hard on myself <laughs> you're awful hard on yourself there be, is what I'm <laughs> but a gin and tonic okay okay so we're gonna take, we'll take a gin and tonic for that one uh the next one is one that you may have thought of before if you had a superpower what would it be and what would you do with it any superpower any one See, of the world. Make up your own one. Yeah. 
it's a bit basic, but I think probably teleporting just because I'm always late for everything. So it would <laughs> save me a lot of ag if I could just teleport from one place to another. Yeah, I think Sean needs a bit of teleportation sometimes too, to be fair. I would go to the Bernard's watch route, but same principle, same principle. <laughs> Third one, which stems from an ongoing uh, feud. Talk us through your crisp sandwich process. The bread, that you- <laughs> <laughs> the bread that's used to flavor the crisp. Is there butter or no butter? Okay, please don't hate me, but I actually am like mildly gluten intolerant. So it has to be gluten-free bread. Which is fair, fair. Well, you know, we'll not, we'll not hold you down to a bit of pants pan that you know it's going to bring you in hives or make you sick, like you know. Yeah. Well, so I think it would be a bit of of like gluten free bread mm. with hummus, maybe a red pepper hummus or like a Moroccan hummus. Oh, <laughs> and then, like, I'm interested. Yeah. Some falafel, some lettuce, some tomato. Right. Some. Cheese and onion tato crisps. Yes, <laughs> yes, Orblin, yes. <laughs> Love it. And then hummus, obviously. An extra hummus, did you say? Yeah. All the other bread. All? Yeah. Oh, of course. That is tremendous. That, that is, is tremendous. I want to make that right. I'm fucking, my tummy is, is rumbling. I'm like, mm, dinner this evening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually went to the co op earlier to try and get some falafels for dinner, and there was none there. So, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, next question is, if you were to go on a date with anybody in the world, living or dead, who would it be? And why? And why? What would you, what would you do? What would you just go and do? Honestly, don't judge me again. Go on, no judgment. It would just be Harry Styles, just because he's such a sexy man. He is. Like, yeah, he's a very he attractive is. man. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, have you heard him sing? Like, Usually, yeah. Honestly... <laughs> <laughs> With Harry Styles, I don't care what the date was. Like, I'd be happy just just being in his company. Just being in his company. I mean, realistically, <laughs> I wouldn't kick him out of bed if he was eating toast. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know. Uh, so we can get, we've had somebody else in Harry Styles. We did, we did. Was it uh, was it Amy maybe said? Amy Johnson maybe, maybe. maybe said Harry Styles? I can't remember. But good shout with the mm-hmm. Harry Styles one. Very good. Yeah. And the final question. Obviously, stuff's starting to open up, but there's still, you know, certain things closed and travel and all that crack. But hypothetically, through some magical reality warping abilities, if COVID disappeared right now and all the restrictions were gone and with a click of the fingers, yeah, there was you could go travel. It was like it was in the pro- before times. Were you going to say olden days? Then? Olden days. <laughs> in the olden days, when we could leave our houses. Yeah. <laughs> First thing I would do. Uh, I have like a real case of the travel bug. Like I just want to go everywhere and see everything and. So yeah, I would definitely have to go on holiday. I really want to go to Fiji. I know that's rogue, but you know? really go to Fiji. Um, so I think that's what I would do if I had the money as well. Which... Of course, of course. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, we're, on... yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll say you do. We'll say you have the money. We're 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 getting a Fiji one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've come to a natural conclusion. Uh, would you like to tell everybody that's listening where they can find you and your music and all such things? Great. Yeah. I mean, you can find me on most social media platforms. I guess the best one is Instagram, mm-hmm. but my username is be right songs. That's B E A right songs. Kind of just all over YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I feel like Instagram and YouTube are the best places to go. Happy days. Happy no days. Well, look, B, uh, thank you very, very much for coming on and chatting with us this evening. It is a blistering evening. So, you know, we're taking away from your painting time. 
you know, or, or your gin and tonic time. So we, we... My gin and tonic time. I definitely am going to go have one right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yes. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Well, look, thank, yeah, you. thank you so much for having me. Not a Thanks problem, not a problem on. at all. Excuse, where can people go and find us? Mm-hmm. So you can find B at all those places and you can find us on Facebook, search the internet, not yet, Instagram. Do the same. You're presumably listening to this in some sort of podcast listening platform. Keep doing that, but try the other ones too. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Still that weird course website thing, that education course. Don't know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, check us all out there. Like, share, subscribe, listen, and check out the film clubs as well. And check out the blog at the Project Sean Est as well. Plug that into Google. Deadly stuff, deadly stuff. Well, look, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to B again because you've been listening to. You ain't heard nothing yet.